Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on Magic Mike. Now, today in the virtual studio, we have Din Long. Welcome to my show, Din Long. Hey, thank you so much. Really a pleasure to be here. So, Din Long, could you tell us more about your show? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name is Din Long. Uh, so, actually, I have a Vietnamese name, uh, but I was born and raised in Paris, in France. So, yeah, I have this mixed mm-hmm. culture. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, so, yeah, I started Lifeline in September last year, so 2020. And basically, maybe just to explain a mm-hmm. bit my thought process. Um, so, I have a full-time job on the side. Uh, so, I work at UNDP. Mm-hmm. So it, it means a United Nations Development Program. So I work with a lot of young, inspiring change makers. So I meet a lot of very inspiring people every day. And I was always thinking, you know, how can I share the stories to as many people as possible, you know, throughout different countries. Mm-hmm. And in August, I was back mm-hmm. in Paris. I was having a pizza with one of my friends who's an amazing social entrepreneur. And I just it just clicked while mm-hmm. I was eating a pizza. Like this guy is so amazing, his story is so you know powerful, and podcasts start to be so trendy in France, and everything just connected. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered that I was listening to so many um, long form podcasts, so like you know these long interviews, and I really mm-hmm, enjoyed mm-hmm. that. I wanted to do something similar. So just ask this guy, hey, mm-hmm. can I interview you for a podcast next week? Um, he was like, sure. So then I started to you know, <laughs> look at a lot of YouTube videos, like how to start a podcast, what do you actually need to buy? I didn't know anything. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I figured mm-hmm. everything out. But basically, yeah, I started Lifeline to really meet and share the stories of young change makers. So young people who... Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. they either start social enterprises, they start nonprofits, they start social movements, they are like youth activists for climate, mm-hmm. gender equi- education, gender uh, equality, education. And every time you speak to them, you really have this feeling okay, this guy, this woman is going to change the world. And I really wanted to, yeah, launch this platform to, yeah, just allow them to share the stories a bit, how they arrive at what they do today. What is the impact they want to have in the world? What were the challenges, the small victories, so that it can inspire the listeners, you know, to also maybe start or enhance their change-making journey. So, yeah, I've been Mm -hmm. doing 25 episodes so far. Each episode is around one to two hours. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it just allows me to meet so many inspiring people and also to come back to the people I know and really dive deeper into the stories. So, yeah, really love it so far. Or the journey. Nice, nice, nice. So, you know, you know, to start to start a podcast journey, um, I, in my opinion, you need a microphone. May I know what is the first microphone you used, and what is the current microphone that you're using right now? Yeah. So, you know, I when I started, um, so I was watching all these YouTube videos, all these blogs about how to start and what to buy. I was so confused. Because everyone is just recommending mm-hmm. a different mic. <laughs> so I was like, there's like hundreds and hundreds of options. And then I, I realized many people speak about the Shure SM58. Um, but back then I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if I wanted to invest in a proper mic. So I was still thinking. So mm-hmm. but I found this French alternative to the Shure SM58, which is called the ProDipe 
uh, Lanen Pro. It's basically very okay. similar. It looks like a Shure SM58. Um, people say it's like similar sounds. It's and it's a uh, so I bought two of them, like just after the pizza, and yeah, it's still the same mic that mm -hmm. I've been using. I think the sound wow. is good, and I'm really actually quite satisfied with the mic. Nice, nice. So you actually immediately after the pizza, you just went in and just bought yourself the mic. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, to, to, to share a bit my level of awareness about podcasts, I didn't know what was a recorder. I didn't know that you needed a recorder. Mm -mm. I thought you just uh, have a mic, you plug it to your computer and then you can do stuff. Um, so yeah, so a lot of mm -mm. learning, a big learning curve, but I was like, you know, if I'm investing in, I mean, I was just, yeah, reflecting, you know, if, I thought I could do a podcast with just earphones and I was like, you know, you can reach mm -mm -mm. a professional sound with no big, no, in the in, you still need to invest a bit, but not that much, right, for a podcast. And I, I was ready, I, I just realized I was ready to do the investment. And I think it's also aligned to my another long-term dream I have to produce like documentaries and stuff. So I was always thinking mm -mm. in any case even if i stop the podcast i still have the mic it can be useful for other projects anyway gotcha gotcha now um what kind of apps do you use to produce your show so yeah so to go through the the process so if it's a remote interview i usually use just stick with zoom um so far, the quality has been okay with me. And I was mm -mm. thinking, we spoke about Zencaster. I was looking around all these apps to record remotely. And one thing is people I interview are all around mostly Asia Pacific. And mm -hmm. in many cases, internet is really slow. So for me, Zoom has been the best alternative so far when it comes to quality, but also low bandwidth. So that's why mm -hmm. I've been sticking with Zoom so far. Uh, so after Zoom, I edit uh, with Descript. So yeah, Descript is ah, this, okay. uh, I guess, I mean, I'm not sure if everyone knows, but it's basically this software where it transcribes your audio in text, and then you can just easily scroll around. It. Love that app. I mean, I use Descript to remove my filler words. So I sort of transcribe the audio once I've put in all the processors and I remove all the filler words using Descript. Amazing tool, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I love it. It's because, you know, I started with Audacity um, just trying to edit and mm -mm. just I was just so confused <laughs> about what I was supposed to do. And, <laughs> and you know, like, if... It's so difficult to find, you know, specific moments you want to edit or just to scroll through the episodes. And for me, it's one hour to two hours. So if I don't have the, if I just have the audiograms, it doesn't help. So really, mm -hmm. Descript for me, the main features I use, I mean, the main one. So just having the text, it really helps me to localize myself in the episode. And... Mm -hmm. And yeah, just so helpful. And the way you can edit, I just found it so, so user-friendly. So it really saved my life. And, you know, for Descript, I was really happy to do the investment. 
because it just saved me mm-hmm. so much time and energy. So, so yeah, so that's for this script. And um, yeah, you had a question. Um, where do you actually host your shows? Oh, yeah. So I use, I started with Anchor. So Anchor.fm of Spotify, mm-hmm. um, which was mm-hmm. actually good. I mean, for me, I was really satisfied with Anchor. Mm-hmm. I recommend it to everyone who wants to start a podcast. And at some point, mm-hmm. I, because in Asia Pacific, you know, the podcast, podcasts in general are not so trendy. I mean, depending on the countries. Um, mm-hmm. So I really had a need to host my podcasts on YouTube as well, which is the most known platform. Uh, I mean, not everyone used Spotify back then. Spotify was not in every country in Asia Pacific. Some people cannot access Apple Podcasts. People don't know what is Google Podcasts. So really, YouTube was the best one of a good alternative for me. So, but the thing is, it <laughs> the first episode. So I, I I I recorded it and I tried to upload it on YouTube. And I thought you could easily, you know, add a picture and just upload your audio on YouTube. But you cannot do that. <laughs> no, no way. It has to. It has to go through a lot of. Uh formatting and processing <laughs> yeah so you know I, I was looking on google if there's an easy way to do it i didn't find anything for free uh, so i did it on imovie so you need to no download your zoom mm-hmm. uh, audio upload it on imovie put a picture but then when you re-export it it's like five gigabytes <laughs> because it's like one hour episodes so it just takes me the whole day Whoa. to export it and then to upload it on youtube and I have, you know, not the quickest internet, so it just took me the whole weekend to do that. And I was like, there should be an easier way to upload your podcast episodes on YouTube. And I was just looking at different podcast mm-hmm. hosts, and I found Acast, uh, which does it. So, yeah, basically with Acast. So, yeah, no, I was super happy to do this investment because I could just foresee that it will save me a few hours per episode just to upload on YouTube. And yeah, I mean, it just works with any podcast platform. You just connect it. Uh, but with YouTube, you just connect your account and it just uploads automatically on YouTube mm-hmm. every time you publish. Correct. So yeah, for this feature, it was a lifesaver. And then I realized on ACAS, you have better analytics as well. I mean, more in-depth analytics. So not necessarily something I was looking for, but something I I, I make good use of of after I, I saw all the features. But yeah, my entry point for ACAS was really the YouTube integration. Din Long, you would have faced many challenges as a podcaster. You know, what is your biggest challenge being a podcast host? Yeah, I think a few. Um, one is definitely time management. I was listening to one of your episodes and they also mentioned that, you know, I have my full-time job, different projects as well. And yeah, trying to run the podcast um, on the side. So yeah, I'm not making a living of the podcast. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, For now, it's more like a passion project. Uh, But yeah, still taking it very seriously. And, but yeah, I think it's difficult. And also, you know, I'm all by myself. So it's like a one-man show. So recording, finding guests, editing, publishing, promoting, Mm -mm. (laughs) all of this. so yeah, it has been a big challenge. I've always, now I, I, I try to 
you know, stick, I mean, to, to, to spend four to five hours per episode per week. Mm -hmm. So for, for each episode, when I started, basically, yeah, it, it just, my, my podcast journey is also a journey of time optimization. Mm -hmm. But when I started, you know, doing everything, coming, you know, coming, figuring out all the design and stuff and mostly editing just took so much time. I remember the first episode, it took me, even with Descript, it took me around seven, eight hours <laughs> to edit mm. the one hour episode. Mm -mm. So imagine with Audacity. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's, that's and tough. then, yeah. And then, you know, after my episode eight, I, it was a two hour episode. So I was like my first two hour episode. And I was like, am I ready to spend 14 hours to edit it? Mm -mm. And I was just like, you know, I'm listening to another podcast in France. Mm -mm. Uh, it's called uh, Generation Do It Yourself. Mm -mm. And it's two to three hours episode. Mm -hmm. And he always says he doesn't edit anything. So he just add an intro, add a conclusion, and just submit as it is. So I was like, I'll just try, you know. I, I'm no, I, I'm not monetizing everything, anything, sorry. I'm not monetizing anything. It's my passion project, just me. So actually, I don't, I just try, you know, not editing. Mm -hmm. So just adding intro, outro, removing all the tech issues that always happen mm -hmm. in a remote interview. And yeah, people, they said, but people didn't say anything. So I, I was like, okay, people still enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I even got feedback of people who said, actually, yeah, it feels even more natural with all the... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all the times hours. that you cannot, yeah. Mm -mm. So, and it saved me seven hours per episode. Wow, <laughs> to edit. Wow, wow. So wow. I think for me the the balance was like, okay, do I want to spend seven hours to have the perfect episode, perfectly edited, or do I want to save seven hours of my time? Mm -hmm. And I decided to save seven hours by not editing. Uh, the core content and really this was a lifesaver for me but I still struggling with time management yeah just I try to focus on having episodes coming every week mm -mm. but which leaves me less time for promotion less time to find uh, you know new guests outside of my networks mm -hmm. um, and I think also I started to think okay how can I what can I do to scale a bit my listening base, my impact. But yeah, I'm still unclear. And it's another channel that I have, you know, what do I actually need to, to, to have to receive some support? Mm -hmm. Because I'm just, I'm just doing anything, everything, you know, and I'm wondering, okay, on which aspects do I need more support? Is it promotion? Is it editing? Is it, you know, it's all these questions I'm asking myself now. Mm -hmm. um, I think, some people want to support me, but I still have no idea how they can support me. <laughs> so that's an issue. <laughs> and how do you promote your shows? So mainly from my personal networks. Um, so I'm lucky enough to, uh, to meet a lot of people every day. So I just try to speak about Lifeline all the time. Mm -mm. Um, so that's the first layer, my personal networks. Second layer is my, I mean, yeah, obviously all the social media channels. So I've just put it everywhere on my LinkedIn, 
I've just put it everywhere on my Facebook. I just post about it all the time. But then I also created uh, specific pages uh, for Lifeline. So it's mainly LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so yeah, trying to promote through that. Mm -hmm. And then obviously from my guest network. So that's all the means, but also in terms of content, I use Headliner a lot um, to produce video teasers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Headliner app, which is so amazing. Um, they give access to free 10 videos a month. So it's more than enough for me. And yeah, I just take, you know, one, two minutes of the episode, just put it into a cool audiogram and then just disseminate. I also uh, design some, you know, quote uh, posters. Mm -hmm. So just with my guest picture and uh, impactful quote. And yeah, so I also use this to promote. And yeah, and recently I also... So I used to use a website from Wave. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a platform that provides mini websites for podcast shows. And yeah, just I think a few months ago, I just invested in a proper Wix website. So yeah, to, to have every, everything centralized and also to be able to have a proper page per episode so that it can also improve... Uh, the website and episode SEO, but also it's better to share. I found with my guests mm -hmm. a proper episode page per uh, yeah per guest. Um, so yeah, it's a bit everything that I'm using, um, and yeah, Headliner really amazing tool mm -hmm. uh, that I recommend to everyone. Also, wonderful, wonderful. Now, uh, Din, it's been a you know great, interesting fifteen twenty minutes we had. You know, really, it's been amazing how you actually talk about um, Descript and the apps that you use. Because 2021, I think there's a lot of apps coming out and there are only going to be more apps coming out that helps us podcasters in that in that sense. As a final question that I asked all the guests did, what did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> I didn't have breakfast yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what are you playing? No, it's... Uh... Hmm. 11.30 now, so I'm in Cambodia. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, these days, I, I don't have time to have breakfast, okay. unfortunately. What, so I directly have lunch. What do you plan to have for lunch? Um, I really wanted to have Pakistani food for lunch. Nice. <laughs> because I, we just found this amazing Pakistani restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, not so far, and it's really good. And yeah, just know they, they struggle a lot from COVID. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really want to support them and they're so nice. And yeah, I love Pakistani food. I love Pakistani music. They always put Pakistani music there. Uh, so we cannot go there. So I hope that we can, um, we, me and my girlfriend, that we can order from them. Nice, wonderful. In Long Yu, there's been a very great... Um it's been great to have you on my show. Um, you know, I hope you had great time on the show and I hope the listeners had a great insightful listen to the show as well. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, everyone, feel free to listen to Lifeline if you want to hear some cool stories of changemakers. <laughs>